After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Welcome back. Super stoked that you're tuning into this week's episode. And I cannot wait to dive into today's topic because I picked this guest very strategically after talking with so many of you and how daunting and painful it is to create marketing content and sales content for your business. Whether that's when you go to sit down to write a piece of social media content, you're just all up in your head and kind of overthinking it. You don't know what to say or how to say it in order to get the reaction that you want to get. Or you sit down to write that email, that monthly newsletter or weekly newsletter, how often you're sending it out. And you're just you can't will the words to come out no matter what you do. And I hear this so often. And the more I dig, the more I realize and I hear from you that it has really nothing to do with the fact that you don't know what to say or how to say it. It's just you're putting so much freaking pressure on yourself to get it right, to produce the outcome that you ultimately want. And if you've been in my world for a while now, you know that I preach your creative expression is the thing that's going to magnetically attract anyone into your space. And that it's actually the thing that's going to help you cut through the freaking noise in the online space, which is what I know you all want. But you can't create things creatively or even get into that creative flow if you're putting a shit ton of pressure on yourself to get it right, that just stifles creativity. It takes the breath right out of it. It takes the creativity out of it. It takes everything out of it, right? And so I thought, what better person to have on the show than an artist, a musician, somebody who's creating daily all of the time. And you've probably heard me say that creativity or being in that creative flow is one of the highest expressions of energy, right? So a lot of performers, when they're on stage, you'll, they are in this like euphoric state because they're doing the thing they love, but they're also creatively expressing themselves through music. Maybe if you're a painter, it's while you're painting and in your studio, right? You're in that highest level of frequency, which is the thing that ultimately attracts people to you. And so when you can step into that, when you're creating and producing your marketing content, you just become that much more magnetic, but you also say it in a way that's a little different than everybody else because it's your genuine expression. So that is why I have this particular guest on the show, Sabrina, the lead singer of King Queen, to share with you her creative process, what it's like, 
you know, and share with you the new music that's coming out as a result of being in quarantine, like all of us, right? A lot of artists and musicians have said that uh, quarantine and COVID was like the best time because it actually allowed them to slow down and get back into that creative process and really create works of art that likely wouldn't have happened because we're so busy. We live in such a busy world. We have so much distraction coming at us. And distraction is one of the biggest reasons we don't have the ability to be creative. If we don't even create the space, which is complete noise, silence, I often say tune in, tune off and tune in. And if we don't do that, We won't have, there's so much static up in our brains, we won't have the capacity to be fully creative, which is what you need if you want to stand out online and cut through the noise. And Sabrina is a phenomenal representation of that. She's one of the most authentic people I have ever met. She's turned down some amazing opportunities because they weren't fully aligned with her. And I'm going to let her share her story with you. So without further ado, please welcome Sabrina to the show, the lead singer of the band King Queen. Hey, hey, I am super stoked to have Sabrina on the show today. She's our first musician. And I'm really excited to dive into um, her evolution as an artist. I think as business owners, there's so much we can learn from musicians, writers, that sort of thing. So without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Sabrina, to uh, share with our listeners who you are and what you do. Yeah. So hi, hi, hi. Super happy to be on here. Uh, I'm Sabrina. I live in Los Angeles. I'm originally from Sweden, um, so I'm far away from home. (laughs) And I'm the lead singer in band King Queen. We just ended a tour um, where we were promoting our EP that came out in April. And now we just finished recording and shooting a music video for our next single, which comes out December 2nd. And it's for a song called Burn This Mother. Love it. And I know we're going to dive into uh, your music and how it's changed over the years. And you share with our listeners that you're from Sweden. So what made you move to Los Angeles? Well, honestly, like growing up, um, Sweden is an amazing country. It's very, very safe. Um, and it's it's very similar to Canada when it comes to like structure and just like um, stuff like like I feel like I'm in Sweden but I I this sounds weird I feel like I'm in a better version of Sweden because I think Canadians are way more laid back (laughs) um but like um growing up I just always felt like you know Sweden is a very small country so it always feels like you're living in a small town no matter where you are and small town mentality is very much like don't be different um and I just felt like every idea I ever had was like, just like misunderstood or just nobody really wanted to like hear it. And so I ended up moving to London first. I went to um, school there and that's when I kind of discovered, because I went to London because I was like, okay, well, maybe I can become a music teacher or just work in production or whatever, because I kind of like wasn't sure if I wanted to be in a band, I was also interested in doing musical theater. It was just, I had not found, like, I had always been a songwriter, but I had not found what I'm actually going to be doing because I just did so many different things and I loved all of it. 
Um, but it was in London that I realized, okay, like, I think like being in a band and just like writing and expressing myself is what I want to do. But at the same time, I still wanted to study because I love school. Like I just, I love knowing things about what I'm interested in. Like I, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of find a school somewhere else that focuses on songwriting and artistry versus the school I went to was more about um, the history of music and theory, but not where it would be used as in like popular music or production, like your own production. Um, So yeah, so I was like, just honestly, I was like studying for finals. I was over it. And I was just like, I want to find a different school that focuses on what I want to do. So I just went on Google and Googled schools. And it didn't matter like if it was Australia, Germany or whatever. And um, I saw Musicians Institute on there. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. And and it was like, oh, it's in LA. Interesting. Like I'd never really like thought of the US. Like it, it wasn't something that I just like grew up thinking, oh, I want to move to America. It was just very, very random. Um, so it was the school and what the school offered. And funny enough, I, 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 I did come and I hated it. I was absolutely like, yeah, no, I was just like, oh my God, like <laughs> it's too loud. Hollywood is not Hollywood because in, in Europe, like we look at Hollywood as this shiny place where it's like really clean and Tom Cruise is walking around and you know, when Nicole Kidman is like waving to you or so, you know, like you just yeah. have like a whole different like thought and I get there and I'm like, Oh dang, there's like a lot of homeless people and, and it's very dirty and it's very loud. And it's, it's not, it just wasn't what I expected. And I had a culture shock, which is interesting because I've traveled a lot. Like I've been to, you know, Asia, I've been to Africa, I've been everywhere. But my first culture shock was in America. Like it was like, maybe because I had different expectations. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So I took a tour of the school and I was like, okay, it's different. Cause London, like very, like, like the school itself, like just the building, like had so much history. And then now I came into like a building that was just square and nice looking but it it was just two different environments and I was like dang like it's a big life decision to just move yeah. right? so I wasn't sure what to do and then it wasn't um I, I got like tickets to Universal the theme park and then while we were there um I got free tickets to the Jay Leno show and then I was like hey let's go it's free whatever like um and then they picked me to get up on stage because like they always do this like crowd uh, present participation yeah. stuff so I was like okay so I went up there sang Michael Jackson the way you make me feel and then Jay Leno came up on stage and it was super cool like we got a photo together and that's when I realized you know what like this place might um be like culturally a shock for you right now but this is where all the opportunities are and you should just stick it out and see what happens because where else in the world would you just get on the stage and sing in front of Jay Leno within three days of being there? So, you know, so it it all worked out, but it it was just long story short, it was never planned. And when I got here, it wasn't like, oh my God, I love this place right away. 
And now I've been here for since 2008 and I love it. So amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. And you, so when you came over to Hollywood um, or Los Angeles, I should say, you know, you, how has your music changed? I think in the last decade or so, because I think right. it's, it has changed or you it's evolved, let's just say. So like, yeah. what was it like to start producing music and writing music? when you first arrived in Los Angeles? Right, so when I first got here, obviously it was music school. So a lot of it was assignments. And I think like, I worked with a very, very good mentor. Her name is Tita. Like um, she was my vocal instructor, but also very, very great mentor where I had a lot of room to just like write and not just work on my vocals. So like, honestly, like my first couple months, I literally did all types of music. Um, and the school's pretty cool because, um, every week, like you can just like learn songs and join different stages and sing all different genres. So it's like really, really cool. And you meet other musicians that way. Um, it's kind of like karaoke, but with a live band, it's like very okay. interesting. Um, so, but I, I had, I hadn't like found like, so before I moved to London and before I came here, like. I was playing with a band. My brother was my drummer. So it was like rock music, but I wasn't like set on like, oh, that's, that's all I want to do. Like, I think I was still evolving as a songwriter and I wasn't against, well, I would never sing jazz, but like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, um, it was like pop or pop rock or rock. And then a couple months later after I arrived, I would say, I don't even remember, but it was like a few months maybe six months after I moved here. So I would have after parties at my place and I was very naive and generous and invited the whole club every time. <laughs> wow. There. And so back then there wasn't like Spotify, like now where you just like put like a random playlist on um, that like an online list. It was iTunes. So like you would buy songs and then you would create your own playlist and like gotcha within my playlist I also had a few of my demos like not intentional like it was very random I just like played my iTunes list with when people were at the party and one of my songs started playing I was not even in the same room I was somewhere else in the apartment and someone was like oh who who's that like what is this and and then my friend that was kind of like acting like my manager Jared in some way like he was like oh that's Sabrina um and uh they were working for Universal Sweden and yeah. like oh so like I uh ended up having a meeting with them after this party and they wanted to send me tracks where to see if I could write some songs as a songwriter um and it was like pop pop music like but like a little bit edgier, like it wasn't like, uh, and this is not negative. It wasn't like Katy Perry pop. It was like a little bit, like a little bit edgier, but still yeah. in that genre. Um, and so like I wrote some stuff and they ended up liking it, but they liked it for me. So it went from like me being a songwriter to like, okay, well, how about like, let's have you as an artist. So yeah. I literally signed a contract like it was so random like none of this nothing 
nothing has just ever been planned. Let's just say it. Love like, it. Yeah. Um, so it was very random. All of a sudden I'm like taking a break from school, flying over to Sweden because this was Universal Sweden, which is so random. Like I couldn't make it in Sweden, but like right. I meet them in LA and then go back to Sweden, right? Yeah. It's so bizarre. So then I went back and uh, I was in Stockholm for a while recording, met with a bunch of different producers and it was really fun in the beginning. I was really young. Like you have to remember when, when you're young, you're just really excited about everything that happens to you. And the goal is always, every artist is like, oh, getting signed. That's it. We're, we're going to get signed. And that, that is the ultimate goal. And I loved it in the beginning because I was thrown into an environment that I had always wanted to be in. But then as the project developed, I liked it less and less. More, more songwriting is very important to me. It's very important to me that it reflects um, life experience. And so it's not really the genre itself. It's more so like having something to say and yeah. having people believe that and like connect with people and make a difference and I'm not saying you can't have one or two songs that are like fun not everything has to be like you know sad or whatever but I just you know I was told to write a song about Elaine and I brought up homelessness and stuff and it turned into a song called I think summer love or something and oh wow (laughs) it's literally not like what I wanted like walking on the beach holding hands with a boy and I didn't even have a boyfriend I'm not even into boys you know like (laughs) the songwriting just became it was almost like everybody was part of the songwriting all of a sudden and and it wasn't it was more like it turned into just writing catchy stuff and I'm obviously not against catchy stuff but it just I felt less and less like I was part of something that um I felt like I wanted to live my life by, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just, um, had everything. And every, everyone, when, when I left the label, which was like about two years after I got signed, all my friends were like, oh, that's so crazy. You have a whole team, you have all that. I'm like, yeah, but if you're not happy, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. honestly, it just, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. So it was after that, uh, that's when King Queen became a band. Um, Got and oh, okay, like followed what I wanted to. And naturally, I think just the way the lyrics are and everything, it just naturally becomes more of a rock or pop rock sound versus pop um, just stylistically. So, yeah, that's I think had I not been signed, though, I maybe I wouldn't have. Learned like, or had that burning desire of what I'm doing today. Like maybe it wouldn't have pushed me to realize how much I really, really, really love rock music and and being in a band and like just expressing feelings rather than, hey, let's have 10 songwriters and let's change every sentence to make it rhyme, you know, like. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing that I admire so much about you, um, Mm -hmm. is the fact that you stayed true to who you are, because I think a lot of business owners, artists, 
musicians, but business owners in general can jump on trends or follow what everybody else is doing. And they don't actually stay to true who they are, but also express themselves that's authentic, right? Like if you're writing, if people are writing a song and you're having to sing this song that doesn't even represent your life, right? Like walking on a yeah. beach with a boy when you're like, I'm not even into boys. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it doesn't really show who I am. Like, yes, I can get up and sing on a mic and, and that's cool, yeah. but I want people to ultimately feel something and connect with me as an artist, which I think again, as business owners is so important when you're putting out as personal brands content or um, selling to people, right? It's that connection is huge. And if it's not real and authentic, there's a disconnect there. And so I've, I've always admired that about you of like staying true to who you are and giving up something that a lot of people looked at was like, what are you doing? Like, this is what most musicians want. This is what people want. Mm -hmm. uh, but you were like, I could do that and stay there, but I won't be happy doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, you followed, followed that passion or that dream of just staying true to who you are. So has your music evolved a lot then since leaving? Like you said, you started the band, the band started King Queen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think so. I think, um, I think it's just like, it's improved in general because like, I mean, the, with time, like you just get better and like you surround yourself with good musicians and you, as a collective take your music to the next level but there's like there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize like you can have a song idea and like for me for instance like I hear the end product in my brain like while it's being written but it doesn't always end up that way and that all depends on who is producing your material like it's it's like it's such a big, it's almost like if you look at a family tree, it like starts somewhere and then it ends with like 10 other human beings at the end of it. It's, 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 it's kind of complex. So like, there's many times, like I have re-recorded a song where it's like, now it finally sounds the way it should have sounded from the very beginning. And, and that's the thing, like a lot of people realize, like, don't, don't, realize that there's so much that goes into it. it it's not just having a good song it it also matters who who's on the project with you and I think for example for us like when we wrote the song burn this mother this year like it completely elevated all the other songs we were working on because it's kind of like had like a effect on like everything else we were doing and then we were lucky to work with a producer that for instance you can have producers that take your music and they take everything you recorded and they kind of like touch up a few things and that's it the song's done but then like we worked with um this guy kevin and he um he had production points with intention behind them things that like for example we wrote the song, it's great, we recorded it, but he took it to the next level with like what he added to the production. And that's the thing, like you really need to have a good producer in order for your things to have identity because what you're doing live, it's not that easy to capture. Like I've always said King Queen's better live than its recordings because it's a feeling, it's a it's a happening. It's it's and it's very hard to find good producers to capture like 
rock music today. So for example, I, I want to tell all your listeners and you to listen to Imagine Dragons. So like listen to their recording and then go listen to a live version. It's like two different bands. It's it's like the live version is just so epic and huge. Yeah. And and then if you listen to the recording, the drums are not like it's just really hard to produce rock music today. And yeah. and um so it's 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 the same for us, but I feel like what Kevin did, he he took and it's the first time I've ever had this happen like where he took our song and made it even better and like amazing that's yeah it's it's so it's so like complex it's hard to explain but i would challenge all of you to go listen to modern rock bands don't listen to Joan Jett or Guns N' Roses cuz that's that's old production and they sounded exactly but like today's producer it's producers it's not that easy because we're just all automatically have on our MacBooks. We have GarageBand. So you can just play around with electronic sounds, but not a lot of people are skilled in working with organic instruments anymore. Uh, so yeah, it it takes it takes a good producer to elevate what you have. You can have a good song, but you can't do it on your own unless you go and study that as well. And it's very rare for artists to be able to do to have like 10 hats on them, you know? Yeah. And the thing that I feel like I relate again with business and what I see predominantly in the online space is like how polished and perfected brands are these days. Yeah. And it kind of like dilutes the energy, the feeling, the yeah. like texture of it. Is that the same for like, do you find that a lot of music now is overproduced or yeah. like, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like, and that's the thing. So if we get into production, for example, there's like, there's this thing called dubbing, which makes everything super thick. So you would like sing the same line, like a few times. And then like every song you hear on the radio, especially like pop, like you hear it's very clean, but like, does it make you cry? You know what I mean? It's like, not not that i'm saying oh you should all be crying but like if you listen to alanis morissette it's like she has like one take and you hear her voice but you also hear her breath and you hear yeah. like like there's like identity in the vocals because it wasn't sung to match a double it was just sung because she sang the song and actually for us too like burn this mother is the first song I've recorded where I didn't use any dubs and I can hear the difference because it's just like telling the story rather yeah. than trying to clean it all up. And like, I just like, it takes a while. Like sometimes it just takes time. Like, cause in the past, like we've recorded stuff and I've said, oh my gosh, the demo sounds better. And that's because it got too cleaned up. And like, especially rock music should not be actually a band to listen to, which is a good example that has good feeling and you can tell that they're like doing one take it's mom skin i don't know if you've heard of them no. they have the song mama mia i want okay. to play yeah check them out like if i if i would say something that's not overproduced that's like that's a good band but yeah a lot of things are overproduced and i think that's why like nowadays we just hear hit after hit after hit after hit but it doesn't really stay with us because it doesn't make like a human impact. It's just like cool yeah. song, but next. <laughs> yeah. You're like not feeling it. Like, 
which is, you know, is again, we go back to like entrepreneurship, business, marketing, all of that. I think we can learn so much from music, right. Is, is, is evoking that emotion, like ultimately good marketing, good business selling, all of that evokes emotion in people to, to take action, to remember it, right. If it's overproduced and it's just next, next song, next song, you're not actually having anything that's memorable for the people. Um, and it's not going to stick with them ultimately. Right. Right. But it's so easy to fall into that first. I think Yeah, like not a lot of, especially with the society we live in today and everything is just like, so like in your face everywhere. And it's like, like it's almost overwhelming. I think it's easy to be like, Oh, maybe we should be doing that too. Oh, you know? And then I think, you hit like a point where you're like, no, I'm just going to do exactly what I feel like and stop thinking about what should, what could. And then also kind of like ask yourself, like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? What is your purpose? Right. And for me, like my favorite thing, and especially like the pandemic taught me this more than anything is how much I missed imperfections. Like, so before the pandemic, I was just be like, oh, like maybe we didn't have a great sound guy. So I would let that affect like the show because it's it's hard. It's hard to mix like a, a band live. Right. And especially if you don't know them and you're showing up at a club and they're just mixing your music for the first time. But like I used to be so obsessed with perfection. And then when the pandemic hit and we were supposed to do like live streams, I absolutely hated it because it was just so perfect and there was nobody in front of me. It was just a computer. And I was just like, okay. So like when the pandemic was over, I think I connected more than ever because I realized what I actually love. And that is connecting just like being together with an audience that had a heavy day at work, decided to come to your show, decided to just let go for 45 minutes and you're there with them and they're there with you and nothing else matters and nobody cares about the perfect sound and nobody cares if you forget a word and nobody cares if you crack, like just nobody cares really. And I think like once you get to that point, it's very um, peaceful. It's, it's very, um, you kind of, I feel like it frees you and now you can, really do what you want to do because you've let go of all the should you know um and yeah so for personally like I think once I realized how important that connection was that's when our music grew and everything all of a sudden just started happening and um I think it was also a like a collective I think it's important that your team is on the same page and that you have the same mission and same values and morals, uh, especially if you're going to be creating art. Um, So I think your team matters too, because our band, like we just talk about the same things. We care about the same things and we care about human beings. We care about equality. We're very passionate about certain topics. So I think that's important too, to know your why and have the team with you that can move with with you as a unit. So you're not just like creating to create and look cool on Instagram. It's like Instagram is really the least 
of your it's just a tool it's just to get get it out so you know and and letting go of like you have to post every day letting go of like you know like there was like for example the tiktok lives right like i was trying that out too and then i'm just like don't really like it (laughs) so why do you have to you really don't like the people that want to find you will find you regardless if you're live every day or if you do it once a week or once a month like like i think like we're all realizing that there are there's not one it's not one recipe to follow it's whatever works for you but what's most important is that you're authentic and then the rest will just happen and like use that platform wisely like it's it's better to do like one impactful message maybe like once every couple of days then just clog up your page with something that will saturate what you're actually trying to say because it, it's right it's quality totally like, yeah totally and i think that i mean you said some you've dropped some really great nuggets here for people because i think one your band right you're producing music together and you have to be cohesive together. And I know your band has evolved, right? You've got new, newer team members on there now and they're yeah. all really epic. And, and I think that, like you said, contributes to the level of music you're able to produce because you guys are all on the same page. You share that vision. Um, but I also think the quality of work that you're producing, you just nailed it with the whole saturation piece. It's like, we can just put out stuff on a volume base, but it, dilutes and saturates the art that you're actually creating whether that's music and you're a musician or it's content like really deep and intimate content that is going to change people's lives not just clog a feed with all of the same same stuff right it's like take the time and if that means that you're crafting one really good post that took you a couple hours to write and and to really kind of you know finesse or whatever to get that message out and that's the one post you post all week. Let that yeah. be that post instead yeah. of needing to post five freaking posts because it's, you know, that's what you're told that you need to do. Yeah. And so you're waste, you know, you're rushing through it and not really yeah. producing yeah. really great content. Yeah. Right. And and I've noticed that because before I was like just so obsessed with all of this. And I was just looking on Google, like, oh, where should I post? Monday, Tuesday, Friday, this, that. And then I would notice like, Sometimes like I would like if I like there there really wasn't a recipe because sometimes I did follow that whole thing of like, hey, post often and then like barely anyone would like it. And then at another time, a lot of people would. And then sometimes I posted once every couple of days. People saw it. Sometimes they didn't like it's so random. Like I think like like, yeah, the the actual content is more important. Like obviously don't like don't not log in for like two weeks, you know, like, but, but I think it's just important to, um, to, yeah, have that quality because all those people will get to your page that have never seen your page before. And you want them to see your best work right there rather than having to search for it and search for the inspiration. Yeah. And I, and you touched on, um, the pandemic and, you know, I think for a lot of people, it was a really hard time for them. Yeah. But I know that like your music and producing and writing and like you saw such a, a 
you kind of catapulted your brand and your band during that time. Um, and now you're producing, like you went on tour, uh, mm -hmm. you've got some new music coming out. Like, I would love for our listeners to hear like, what, what's the essence and the energy behind the music that you're producing now? And like, what do you ultimately want people to feel when they listen to your music? I think I like, I'm an empath in general. Like, it's just how I've been my whole life. And I will tell you like, and this is no kidding. Like I remember every single person that's ever come up to me after a show. And like, I don't drink, like I I'll have drinks after, but I'm, I'm like sober performer. Um, and to me, I just feel like my music to me is connected to like purpose and like, just like, what do you want to do with the time you're spending on this planet? And I think we can all go into different jobs, right? We can become politicians or we can become teachers. We can become all different things, right? And I think through music, I want to do what matters most to me and that is connect with people. So a lot of our music, like um, one of our songs that we just wrote, it's called Beautiful. It's about humans and like how each one of us are beautiful in our own unique way and that just like it's it's about like loving yourself no matter what shape or form or color or or sexual orientation and it's just I think like all our music on the upcoming EP is just all individually about um trying to make people connect and feel better I think especially after the pandemic a lot of people are going through depression still so we have this other song called one day and it's just about really hanging in there and you know like that every issue you've ever had like like has passed and just like kind of like shine a light on like that you're always going to have issues but like they will always it, it, there's always like a good like outcome from it like you you can dig your way out of it no matter how hurt you are you know because we're resilient like human beings like we can overcome so much and I think sometimes I mean for me music saved me as a kid so like I just hope to be part of someone else's playlist where they feel better about their day or get inspired to do something or get up you know um so I think that's basically the core of king queen and i again like it's not just me though it's like everyone in the band um have have not the same experiences but the same feelings you know and that's the thing like i can experience something you've never experienced but we can feel the same way and i think right now and i'm surprised that there's not much more of this out there right now especially after the pandemic because i mean we have a war going on in ukraine um, we have, you know, like human rights being stripped, like women being killed in Iran, like, and nobody, we're just like rapping on the radio about, can I curse or not on this podcast, yep. like hoes and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, really, that's what we're talking about. So I know like, we're not on that level yet, but no matter what level we're at, I, we want to sing and produce stuff that matters that can connect with people because i i think people want that connection 
Yeah, totally. And, and impact change ultimately, right. Is like to get people to think about things maybe in a different way or to shed light on issues that, you know, that the world is seeing and, and the separateness that we see in the world and how can we come together instead yeah. of create more freaking division. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. how is, what is the, uh, burn this mother song? What's that so about? It's a, it's a protest anthem. And and I actually, it's interesting. I did a, another interview earlier this morning and I just realized it says so much without actually touching like on the topic, which means it's it's going to be timeless. Um, but it's a protest song and it's it's not it's not anti-government or anything. It's more about like they they are replaceable. And like, if something's not working for us, like we need to like actually stand up and keep, keep on marching for whatever you believe in. And that's the thing, like, I, uh, obviously I'm not, um, pro any kind of hate, but I'm also pro everybody having equal rights. And that means someone that I don't understand also yeah. like, so the song is not like, oh, you don't agree with me. I hate you. It's, it's the opposite. It actually represents everyone. That's, that's why I'm not saying you know like 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 i'm not saying um you know uh i'm saying equality for all versus like gay marriage is the only thing that matters you know what i mean totally so, yeah so the, the song is a protest anthem um we we wrote it in um february of this year um and just a lot of things have changed and you know like uh when the whole abortion rights you know, are up in limbo. Like it was super powerful to sing this song on San Francisco Pride with thousands of people in the audience. This was just a couple of days after Supreme Court made their decision in America. And it was just really powerful because people were angry and it felt like we united in some way by choosing to perform this song versus uh let's dance song you yeah. know right like i feel like we felt it in the air too so the song is yeah it's a political uh pro it's a protest anthem but it's it's not anti anybody it's 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 about like seeking freedom and justice for all and uh it has an epic uh synth solo in it it's very it's very unique it's very simple but it's very unique um so yeah that's that's the song Amazing. So when people hear this song, like when does it? Amazing. Amazing. Well, yeah, it's been, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. I've loved having you on. Like I said, you shared some, so many golden nuggets and I just love what you do, how true you stay to yourself uh, and the impact that you're wanting to make in the world, which is change things for the better equality for all, um, which is so such a powerful message. And you're doing that through music, which I think is again, equally powerful, right? As it can really change change the world. So it's been such a pleasure having you on. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Oh gosh, we've shared so much. I know. <laughs> um, well, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kim Rocco Shields, who actually took on the project to shoot a music video for the song. It's going to be epic. Um, she is She's a genius and uh, her production Amazing. company is also called Genies Produced. Uh, so that's, I want to give her a shout out because um, what you're about to see could have never happened without um, without her. And so, yeah, that that's, I'm very excited for everyone to watch this. It might uh, provoke some feelings, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all.
Amazing. Amazing. And we will uh, link up in the show notes um, where they can watch the video and uh, listen to the track and all of that uh, once this drops. So again, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Sabrina dropped so many golden nuggets about the creative process and what that actually looks like and why I love the way that she shared it is because I think when we're creating marketing and sales content, we're not really looking at it like a creative expression. We're looking at it as a means to an end. We need to produce this thing in order to get X outcome or result. And when we look at artists and musicians, right, they're in there loving the production of it, like coming up with the idea and then bringing it to life. And it's not something that happens overnight. I've been following Sabrina for a while now, and she shares this with her story, right? From the very first time she, you know, landed in the US, but even before that, when she was making music, right, it's, it's changed so much over the last decade and more. And it's, improving over time, or at least she says, you know, this is the best music I'm producing. This is the best music I've produced to date. And that is what committing to mastery looks like and committing to your craft, which is what I think we don't do. If I'm going to be hundred percent honest is we don't do that with our marketing and sales. We create a piece of content and we want it to produce something. And when it doesn't, we're like, scrap it next. Or we just look at things like a one-off and not that journey of evolution of like, hey, I can create this really shitty thing right now and it can improve over time. Like who cares, right? Like let's put this out there. This is what I really want to say and this is how I really want to say it. And it might come out really awkward and weird and I might face plant and have people be like, what the hell are you doing? But that's okay. Or I don't like your shit, right? I don't like what you're putting out there. The beauty is we get to evolve if we commit to mastery and if we commit to the creative process and the creative process is messy and it takes iterations of it and it doesn't happen overnight. And so I really hope from this episode, you're taking that away when you think about your marketing and sales, less about this strategy and I've got to get it right and put all this pressure on me and more of like, how do I really want to express myself and what does that look like? And can I give myself the space? One, to get shit wrong, but two, can I give myself the space to actually create and tap into that creative flow? So if you want to listen to her new music, we're going to link it up here so that you can. Now into next week's episode, I have a very personal story that I want to share with you about one of the biggest shifts I made that has helped me scale my business and triple my sales. Now it has nothing to do with marketing or sales or strategies or creating more offers or launching more or anything like that. It's actually a much deeper conversation. It's a deeper introspection into me and what was actually holding me back. Now, if you are somebody who creates epic results for your clients and they see epic results just by being in your world and working with you, but you're not able to create them for yourself, you're going to want to listen to this episode because this is exactly what was happening to me. I had created epic results in corporate. I had created epic results in my brick and mortar. But for the life of me, I had reached this plateau in my online business and I couldn't seem to bust through that threshold and I couldn't figure out how. And I'm damn stubborn. And I was like, why, is this in, why isn't this happening? And then I went inward and did a lot of self-reflection and I cracked the code of why 
I was not able to bust through that next level of income or scale my business without, you know, grinding (laughs) and working really freaking hard. And I'm going to share that with you on next week's episode. So please subscribe to the show so you don't miss when it drops. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.